space. It's the podcast of timey wimey proportions, Podcastica. Now, here's John and Taylor. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. We watched Oxygen. My name is John, and joining me, as always, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how's it going? It's going great, John, and let me just take a moment to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and moms-to-be out there. Hope it's been great. Hope it's been nerdy, and... Thank you for listening. Yes, happy Mother's Day indeed to all of the wonderful mothers out there, including Bill's mom, which was uh, we yes. did a little, that was a little, uh, well, I mean, we'll get into that. Oh, Holy boy, moly. Boy. All right. Um, what an episode. So I guess before uh, we get into the Who News, uh, I, I would like to, uh, Taylor and I got lunch this week and it was, it was quite nice. Yeah. Good times, good times. And uh, he also provided me with uh, the newest addition to the NOTLG R&D, the Sound Effects Special Weapons Dalek from Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, I'm very excited to have this in studio with me. Um, Yay. As as some of you may know, uh, Special Weapon Daleks is my favorite Daleks of all time. Or as we like to call her, Cynthia. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I, I yes, it's I don't know what it is about special weapon Dalek, but it it's just the best. I don't know. I I think just because it has a cannon. Yeah, pretty much. It's good stuff. <laughs> so uh, how have you been? I mean, we as I just said, we we both got lunch this week, and it was it was quite nice. Yeah, been good. I you know just kind of chugging along with uh, uh, work and uh, just getting stuff together for Mother's Day today, which which went off great, tinkering on the car a bit. Seems like it's what, five weeks straight that I'm, you know, fixing or fiddling with something, but I guess it's par for the course when you have a 30-year-old car. Very true. <laughs> and you, been up to much? Uh, no, not really. Just um, hanging out, not doing too much. I, uh, no, not a lot. <laughs> Nice. Now, you probably ended up at your parents today for a bit. It looked like you kind of found some old stuff yours from back in the day. Yes. Uh, Every time I go to my parents' house now, I am bombarded with nostalgia of relics from my past because they're trying to clean out their their house. So every time I go there, they're like, do you want this? Do you want this? What about this? So I have a lot of stuff to go through. Dude, that was me about a year, year and a half ago. My folks had to completely tear down and rebuild their garage. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. And so I kind of, you know, went over, helped pull stuff out, came home with a ton of stuff. I get it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a task. I am, uh, say the least. I, <laughs> I kind of got a little tired of it because I was, I was myself getting tired and it was just like, box after box and i said you know what? i can't do this right now i gotta go home <laughs> actually what i said to myself was i gotta go home and i have to watch this episode of doctor who again but yeah. i didn't end up doing that and i mean we'll, we'll get into that but we we've got some who news we do and we uh we start out who news with torchwood is getting a fifth season which is awesome yay but it's going to be uh, 12 stories via Big Finish, and Russell T. Davies is going to be heading it up as well. I think this is very exciting. I do, too. 
I think uh, Big Finish is a great way to bring back some old favorites that we like, and they, they, they do a good job of it so far. And Russell T. Davies, I mean, who can argue that? I mean, I can't, and I won't. No, I, <laughs> I, I certainly can't. I'm I'm excited for more Torchwood. You know, I, I always knew it would be a hard push to try to get it back on television. Yes. So to, to get it by way of Big Finish? Absolutely. Let's do it. Now, this should be interesting because the, the fourth season was on Stars. And yes. I mean, it got a lot of mixed reactions and reviews from people. I rather liked it. And it, it was it was good. Yeah. It ended on a strange note. So I don't know if they're going to pick up where that left off or not. I mean, we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think that if if man, if we could find that series, that might be an interesting thing to review in the off season. Oh, yeah, it would. I'm not sure though. We'll we'll see. I mean, we've got a little ways before that. Yeah. And and by a little ways, I mean two months. God. That's future no, us problem. Yeah, I'm not ready for it either. Uh, you want to take uh, the second one here? Yeah, absolutely. Friend of the show, Paul Verhoeven, down in Australia. Um, his uh, Doctor Who podcast, The Doctor Is In, which um, is out right now as I speak, uh, because it's already Monday over there. Um, it's already surpassing. Uh, his own uh, Sarah Dollard interview from a week or two ago with an honest-to-goodness interview. I haven't listened to it yet, and I really want to, with Stephen the Moffat. That should be very... Got to tune in and listen to that. Wow, he's just Absolutely. bringing... He's just heavy-hitting it right away. Out the gate, yeah. And and I know a while ago, like before he even had a podcast, he actually interviewed Sylvester McCoy at one point. I want to go back and find that and listen to it. It might be on YouTube, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, Sarah Dollard and then Stephen Moffat. Where do you go from there? Capaldi himself? I would assume so, yes. You know, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. I encourage everybody to definitely go check it out and, and follow it on Twitter, Pod. Yes, definitely check that out. And you know what? You might as well t- take this next one because I have no ties to it. <laughs> yeah, you haven't you haven't watched it, man. You got to go and watch the first season of Timeless. Um, you remember a year ago or so when it seemed like every network was like, "Hey, we're going to develop a time travel show." Yes, and some of them were good, like Timeless. Um, others, eh, lesser. I can't say they were bad because I didn't necessarily watch them, but unfortunately it seems like almost none of those shows have survived to see a second season. And just about a week ago, I saw news that even Timeless, which I thought was doing pretty well, got the ax and I was crushed because they had a really good backstory and I really wanted to see where they were going to go with it. Um, and then all of a sudden, a few days later, uh, I see talk of season two and I'm like, what's going on? Did, did somebody go back in time and change things? <laughs> well, apparently there was enough fan outcry in the span of a week for NBC to go, Oh, y'all like this show? Well, okay. Yeah. We'll bring it back for summer of 2018. That's pretty insane. That right? is pretty insane. Cause... Cause it, I don't know. I didn't see, not that I'm steeped in social media for that show as much as I am for Doctor Who, but I didn't see a big like, hey, let's do a letter writing campaign or let's send them some random object, you know, as they always do for some of these save our show things. Um, but 
yeah, they're just all of a sudden, like I had even like, uh, uh, deleted the feed of the, the timeless podcast. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to hear from these guys anymore. And all of a sudden it's <laughs> like, nope, we're actually getting a season two. And I'm like, I better go resubscribe now. Sorry, remaking history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie. Oh, well, but yes, very excited. Uh, so folks, if you haven't checked out, uh, uh, timeless, go try and find it. I may, might be on demand. I don't know if it's on DVD yet. It is, it's really good. And I'm stoked that they're getting a second. Season. That's great. I, I like when, uh, I mean, I've never heard of this where a show gets canceled and then is uncanceled a week later. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Me neither. So good for them. Good for them. And uh, good for us because we watched Oxygen this week. It stars Peter Capaldi as the doctor, Pearl Mackey as Bill, Matt Lucas as Nardle, and Peter Caulfield as Darren. Did I do that? Not Darren. Yeah, you did. Very yeah, good. Yeah, look at that. Written by Jamie Matheson and directed by Charles Palmer. It first aired May 13th, 2017, and it is the fifth story of season 10. And we have some story notes. We do indeed. Uh, the, the fluid link that Nardle holds is actually a callback to classic Who. It goes all the way back to the first Doctor. It's a component of the TARDIS that is essential for providing power to the ship, resembling kind of a small glass rod. Um, fluid links apparently require mercury to function. Huh. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, the first doctor actually fall, falsely claimed, right? This is sets up the whole the doctor lies in the first doctor's run. Um, he falsely claimed that the fluid link had run out of mercury as a ruse to go explore the Dalek city in the Dalek. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that the first? Is that the first Dalek one? Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, when I talk about pacing, that's where. The cave jumping scene. <laughs> the classic with us. What can I say? Oh, boy. Maybe someday we'll review it. Maybe. Maybe. We'll just let John watch it at, at double speed. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And then it'll actually be like perfectly paced. <laughs> yes. <perfect>. Um, <laughs> well, somewhere, I, I can't actually find the link of the bookmark anymore, but I have it that the whole idea of the commodification of air um is a somewhat douglas adams-esque concept yeah um oh i didn't even that, think about that oh yeah no it was one of those things like we were we were uh watching it last night we literally to catch amber and kobe up we literally watched knock knock and oxygen back to back oh nice no and that who those two together back to back just almost seamlessly from one to the next um yeah, that's kind of intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the links, the link that I've got supporting that whole idea of like, oh, yeah, this is totally something like, you know, Douglas Adams would write about. I can't find it for the life of me. But just trust me. <laughs> I trust you, Taylor. Thank you. And I also trust you to write a world famous synopsis. And you oh, have boy. done so. It's not as good as last week. I, I, I kind of pulled <laughs> last week as a very particular bar. I think that was a good one. But here we go. So the Doctor, Nardle, and Bill find themselves aboard mining station Chasm Forge, where not everything is business as usual. Air is the measurement of the moment, and this time around we learn just how far the Doctor will go to sacrifice himself for the sake of his companion, and nothing will be the same. Um, apparently so. So, uh, Taylor, the big question, what did you think of this episode? Wow. Um, I, I mean, that's literally how I can come up with it right now. Wow. Um... 
no, this episode was was really it was it's kind of funny because I was thinking about it after watching it and then later rewatching it is that it, it it's very intense it's very tight it's very taut um, <laughs> um, but you know um, but it's also kind of low key at the same time like it's on a constant simmer right and it, there's not this kind of like grandiose boil over to run that analog uh, or that analogy directly into the ground um, where some episodes kind of do that. This is a bit heavier, a bit darker. I, I love that they went for a lot more uh, realism. Um, I almost feel like I felt like there were elements of the expanse uh, in this episode. <clears throat> oh, that's all on you. Cause I, I have not, I know, I know, but it just in like, you know, here we've got a, a science fiction story that, um, you know, really kind of holds true to a lot of the science. Right. Is what it comes down to. I mean, just, you know, and even the spookiness of it. I mean, this this was like, you know, uh, um, Night of the Living Dead meet uh, Space 1999 or something. I mean, this is on a space station and we've got you know, very clear callbacks to some very classic science fiction. I mean, just some of the shots where in the opening, you know, we get these shadows, you know, behind the, that, that one gal. And yes. you're like, oh, something's coming. And then later you get the, the slowly tumbling helmet. And it just, oh, just all that. Again, screaming the theme. Yes, screaming the theme. kind of comes together, you know? Yeah. It was very intense. It was intense, but low key at the same time, and I, I don't have a term for that. What did you think of it, John? Oh boy. Um, okay, so I'm not I, even talking about that at the end. Yet, I know, but, but that that know. kind that. of if we're talking about the episode in general, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you talked about you know some of the I guess suspenseful horror space genre tropes i loved Mm -hmm. the scene where we are in the vacuum of space and that when bill passes out basically because her helmet malfunctions and it's just it's like it's somewhat silent but it's not completely silent and it was just very intense and i i was yeah that scene got me really good i was like oh man this is it yeah and even like the um i feel like nardle's face when he's looking at bill at at, at that point is just i'm just like mm. oh my oh my god this is so yep. this is this is everything this is exactly what i thought this scene should have been oh yeah and uh, even their their accuracy i mean you can see bill's skin start to like almost frost over yes and stuff. I, I, I mean, they played that perfectly. Yeah, it was very, very well done. Uh, and I mean, space zombies. What's more frightening than a regular zombie? A space zombie. Exactly. And that that scene where Nardle's like, "Look, um, I think something's out there," and he kicks on the lamps, and they're just oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yes. Oh, you know, it, you wouldn't think that that would be that impactful a scene but it really was yeah it it was it was creepy it was suspenseful it was it was everything i wanted this episode to be i mean we'll get to the the big thing that kind of made me uh not dislike the episode but i i don't know i don't know how i feel about it going forward oh i 
totally understand. And we, we will get into we'll, we'll dig deeper into that. Yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, there's a couple other things I want to and I I have a question. Do you think the doctor is teaching because that's what Clara did? Um, I never I actually know. thought about it until he, I saw the chalkboard. And when I saw the chalkboard, I said to myself, oh, no, not again. Not with the chalkboard. Please don't be listen. Um, <laughs> but um, I never actually took time to think about that until we get that, you know, the the teaching scene where, where he's not actually teaching or lecturing about what he's supposed to be. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I don't. I really don't know if 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 that is a nod to to Clara. I don't know that it will ever be overtly. No, I don't stated. think it will. Um, but that is an interesting observation because when I'm sitting there looking at the chalkboard and he's he's talking about space and he's you know scribbled his little rocket and he's got the stars and he's connecting them and once you finally see the skull, I'm like, oh, is this the Vashta Narada? Are we getting a because oh. it kind of looks, you know, we've we've got yeah. space, we've got spacesuits, we've got this skull. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously I have nothing to support that connection either. I mean, this, I'm trying to figure out how, because it's, the villain in this is the suits. And th- that's like figuratively and literally. Well, it, yes, exactly. Because you've got, you know, the company, the corporation, you have capitalism itself as the villain. Yes. And I mean, the, uh, the suits themselves are, I don't know that I thought, I thought it was a pretty good villain and a pretty good way of getting I don't, just, okay. So the basic concept is you have to pay for the air you breathe. Yes. And There's not even air on the station. No. Only in your suit. Yes. Which from a, from a financial and from an efficiency point of view okay yeah that that actually makes sense yeah because you need a lot of air to fill that station yes so just put it in the suits instead yeah um i know i'm bouncing a lot around a lot i i i also really enjoy this is kind of the first time that we get a full episode of Bill Nardle and the Doctor. Yes. I mean, I guess Absolutely. the pilot kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. But this is like the first episode that they are in it together for the whole way through. Yeah, the, the whole way yeah. through. And Nar- Nardle seems a little bit more accepting of Bill. That's why I like the other episodes kind of weird me out to why he's so off-putted by her, or that's not, you know, that's not how you say that phrase, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. And in this one, he yeah. seems like a little more accepting of her, which is great, I, but it seems like yes. to, nothing happened to where he should feel more accepting of her, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think at the beginning of the episode, we definitely get a bit of the tut tut mother hen. Yes, but uh, I feel like that's more at the doctor. I think that is more at the doctor, but I think it's because of Bill. Well, and I think it's in some ways. And obviously, he you know he misses space. He misses yes, being off. he misses. So yes, there's that too. And that's why we we end up going on this adventure is because he misses space and he finds. A distress beacon. And his that's... theme tune. I love that. Yes, his theme tune. That was great. And, and apparently there is there is no Yelp for space yet. No. Oh, that was great. I loved that. 
Are there any reviews? I thought that was so funny. Totally. And the whole, all the banter we get kind of at that point in the episode was was just so good. Yes, it was amazing. Like their banter game is on point. And the, when Nardo thinks he's outsmarted the doctor by taking yes, the, fluid line. yes, and then he goes, teach you to trust me, and then they just take off. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. I just just really, really enjoyed it. And I actually also, we get some new spacesuits, because we're used to the Doctor in yes. the in the orange spacesuit, and these yeah. looked amazing. I loved them. I, I did, too. I didn't, I didn't really love the helmet at first. Did you not it like seemed... the design of the helmet, or did, because I loved the, that they were in a little compartment, and they just, like, they were like top hats, like kunk, and then put them on. Right. I thought that was cool. Exactly. Now, when I when I first saw them, I was like, "Oh, I, I kind of don't like the design of them. They they seem a little um, they seemed a little bit clunkier than they than they needed to be." But when they're getting in the suit, then yeah, here, boom, slip it out and pop. There it is. I'm like, okay, now that is kind of cool. Right? Yeah. Back my I initial feeling. Thoroughly enjoyed that, and I loved. I mean, the creepiness of the voice. From the spacesuit. Oh, Velma. Velma, <laughs> who Nardole apparently dated at one point or oh, had a thing great. with. That was also great. That was fantastic. I the, love that. And that and the fact that when when the when the character like when Bill needed to be, you know, quiet and hush hush and like I'm trying to stay hidden, but at the same time bring up Velma and Velma's like really loud. Hi, good morning. How oh, you yes. doing? And it's like stop. <laughs> relax or die there's just there's yes. so many so we we figure out you have a number of breaths not what did bill ask she said minutes why isn't it just minutes and and nardle says no it doesn't work that way because exactly. if you panic you breathe you use more breaths and she was yep. using basically all of them in the span of two seconds it seemed yeah she was she's getting in a little bit of a hyperventilation situation at some point and i, I love that even even distances between points on the station were measured in average breath. Yes, I like, oh, that I thought was really smart. It was very cool, and I loved when she was hyperventilating that the spacesuit kind of, or the you know just the general effects of it. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Like it, it almost looked like it was laboring to keep her breaths in, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, exactly, because they've got. You know, for inside the station, they've got like this little like force field helmet that you don't really see. But here's Bill breathing so hard that it's pushing against that force field. And they actually show that, which, again, you know, just kind of being faithful to the science or even their own science. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, it was so, so good. <laughs> <sighs> OK, so. So can I can I bring up a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, two, two references they make that I was particularly delighted and entertained by. Yes. I mean, first the first off, one's right off the bat. Literally right off the bat, space, the final frontier. And I just screamed inside. And then you literally, you can even hear the doctor's tone change. Final, because it wants to kill you. Yes. <laughs> that was a great speech. I really enjoyed that a lot. Oh, it, that, that was. That was a brilliant speech. And so true. I mean, we are so accustomed to being on this planet with all i mean miles of air on top of us yeah and you get out into space and there's nothing 
No, there's nothing. Only what you bring with you, the slightest accident could be your death. Um, I'm going to stay on Earth for yep. now. Thanks very much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they get into the station and, and the doctor just remarks and there's like, look, look at this classic design, pressure seals and hinges. None of this. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they just call Star Trek an unclassic design? I think they did. <laughs> I totally think they did. And I just I laughed so hard at that. And the other, what was, was that the, what was the other that reference? That was the second one. That was the second one? That was the second one, yeah. Was there another one that I missed? They were both, both uh, Star Trek references? Those were both Star Trek references. Well, well. All right. We, I, I don't want to beat around the bush anymore. I, we need to talk about. We need, we, watching more Star Trek? Yes. When oh, are we going to no, do you that? Mean about. Okay. <laughs> I. Okay. So there's the scene with the vacuum of space, which we talked about earlier, which was amazing. It was so good. And I liked that was it was almost like a montage as well, because you don't get to see the entire battle going from one no. part to the other, but you get a general idea of what has happened. Yeah, and we get it all from Bill's uh, perspective. Yes, which is fading in and out, and it's just good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then, Bill, I, I believe she is in her spacesuit being, and she's looking at the space zombies. Yes. And she can't move her suit. Right. Which is a, a problem with her suit. She seem, It seems to be malfunctioning at every turn. Yeah, it needs the firmware upgraded or something. Yeah. And I did I also love that the suits I mean, I call them the space zombies, but it's actually the suits. They yeah. always try they are always trying to find a way to get to the people. And yeah. I like that they outsmarted them as in the place they are in is not on the map. Right. So they can't get to them, so they're safe. They buy themselves some time for a little bit. And I thought that was yeah. that was really cool. And mm-hmm. Nardle finds Bill and starts, you know, explaining what happened. And we find we come to find out that the doctor gave Bill his helmet because her helmet was malfunctioning when they had to open the airlock. Yep. And in the process, he stayed in. He stayed out too long, and he has lost. He can't see anymore. He is blind. blind. He is blind. And in my head, I go, "Oh well, this will be fixed by." the end of the episode uh more on that later (laughs) and it's it's it was a cool like it's like oh man the doctor has to do this blind now that's really cool that's a cool twist to this story totally did not see it coming and i i loved how cocky he was he's like you know look at how cool i'm gonna look when i pull this off that was my favorite that was my favorite line just imagine What does he say? Just imagine how unbearable I'll be when I pull this off. That's that's right. That's what it was. And oh, um, the space zombies, you know, they end up finding finding a way in. We we destroy. And I actually, I loved the uh, the the zombie bite, basically, which is just electroshocking and shorting out the spacesuit. Yes, I'm sad we lost Blue Guy. Uh, yeah, but I. I I have to laugh because we, we, we first meet him and we get the whole like, oh, great. We've, you know, rescued a racist. Oh, then... my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so and, great. But then Nardole gets the line of like, oh, lo- lots of my friends are bluish. And I'm like, oh, that's totally like a hey, lots of my friends are Jewish. <laughs> well, that's funny. All right. Good job. Um, And we Bill's suit 
malfunctions once again, and we have to leave Bill behind. Oh, God. Oh, Which God, is just insane. horrifying. And then as, as Bill becomes a zombie, she screams out for her mom, and we get pictures and memories yes. flashback. And I'm like, all right, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Right? Right? <laughs> and even, even as they're leaving her, she's like, tell me a joke before you go. Yeah, he, he doesn't. And I'm like, oh, the feel. I have, no. I have a good feeling that's going to be... That will be referenced uh, in a later episode. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah, of course. Depending on where Bill leaves us, I'm sure this will. I'm sure this joke thing. Will, I'm sure this joke thing Ugh. will come back. <laughs> so I've got to, You know, here's how I come at this whole uh, blindness thing, and I and I feel like we're seeing this across the whole episode. And I think it is starting to set up a lot of what we're going to see. Yes. Uh, in the rest of the season, the moment, the moment is Sonic gets wrecked. I was like, okay, the doctor himself is not safe right now. Yes. Not because, not necessarily because he would use the Sonic to defend himself or anything, but it is a, it is literally a representation of him. Yeah. And as a viewer, that's broken. In my mind, I'm like, oh boy. All bets are off. Yeah, I was very shocked Anything that we already happened to him. Yeah, I was very shocked that we already broke the new Sonic. I know. I feel. I mean, like I just got it for Christmas. Come on, it hasn't even been six months yet. And I, I hope that we're not getting another new Sonic with another new Doctor. I just, we probably will. Think marketing. Yeah. Think capitalism. But this one's so cool, and we just got it. I know. And, but I have to admit, I'm a little upset that mine doesn't have, like, the flashlight function that his has. Oh, they yeah. They need to just make, like, here's your sonic screwdriver flashlight, kids. Oh, wow. how do they not yeah. have that? I don't know. That's insane. They should. BBC, get on it. Get yeah, on it. We just gave you a free idea. Absolutely. Just send us each one free. Yes, you know? please. Oh, good. You know, I'll still want to give mine to my kids. I know how that goes. Um, but, yeah, I mean... At that point, you know, after hearing that the doctor had swapped helmets, I'm like, oh, he's weakened. Yes. He's blind. He's in section 12. Okay. So does, now that he's weakened and blind, does that mean that a regeneration is more more likely now? Kind of knowing what we know of coming episodes, I'm like, ooh, what what is... I'm not sure. I... Yeah. I honestly don't... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get in there. So <laughs> really, we're going to make a shirt that says Podcastica. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about more on that later. More on that later. That's like my unofficial catchphrase for every show that is on NOTLG. I believe it. More on that later. So Bill's a zombie now, or so we think. Yeah. And the doctor right. has... I was sort of confused about the plan. I'm like, well, this is the end of I the show. I was to it first. <laughs> But I just figured he's blind, angry, and determined. I mean, like, watch him soar, right? Yeah, basically. Um, I, sh- I shouldn't use that terminology. Firefly fan, sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he ends up tricking the suits into thinking, well, not into thinking, into realizing that their deaths will be more expensive than them living. The remaining yep. crew, which is, I believe it's... Um, it's Nardle, the Doctor, and then two of the crew, right? Yes. Yeah, Ivan, and I never got the, the black lady's name. 
So as soon as he says, oh, man, our deaths are going to be really expensive, the, the suits go, whoa, wait a second. Stop. Yeah, they're like, um, well, here's yeah. our oxygen. And yep. they end up getting, uh, I, I was kind of bummed. I mean, we, we get Bill back, mm-hmm. which I was not bummed about. I was kind of bummed because I thought, oh, well, everyone else is going to be fine. But nope. No. I was like, I think uh, I think it was too much to get uh two everybody lives in two weeks. Well, and if you think about it, so, I mean, if you looked closely at the faces of some of these characters, they've obviously been in vacuum for a while. Like their faces were deformed. Yes, yeah, some of them were. Um, so obviously, that's like that's really dead. You know, Bill was at least inside the ship or inside the sh- inside the station. Yes. Um. You know, I, I guess, and I don't remember exactly what the reason was. Like, like the zap wasn't strong enough, or because her suit was malfunctioning. It was it, wibbly wobbly, it was, I believe. It, it was a little wibbly wobbly. That, that if I if I have one bone to pick with the episode, it probably would be that because it didn't seem really clear to me. It was like, oh, here I flipped a switch inside your collar, and hey, you're okay now. Like, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, seemed like a quick fix. I'm. I did not get to watch the episode for a second time, so I didn't see if there was an actual good reasoning for it. But I did, and if there was, I missed it. There you go, folks. At least one so, of us watched it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get a group hug. Yeah, it's cuddle. <laughs> cuddle. That was the <laughs> best. I thought that was amazing. Yep. Yeah. And we get the return of the yo-yo, which I was oh, very yeah. well, excited no, about. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 go back to the TARDIS. All right. Oh yeah, we're in the, the TARDIS doctor. with the with the remaining. Oh, and the we main, get the eye fix. I'm sorry. We get the eye fix, and I have to say that watching it a second time, I'm like, okay, are they actually working here, or is he just acting so well? Does he know the layout of the TARDIS so well because he can look at the layout of a spaceship? And memorize it. Yes. And he just knows where everyone and everything is. And and I don't know for certain. I'd like to think that, hey, they started to work just fine. And then after getting back, it's like, oh, no, no they didn't. I would assume maybe uh, that could be, could be I mean, it. If you get a chance to watch it a second time, I mean, look. Look to see if there's anything in his mannerisms or his behavior that says he doesn't actually know where that is. He just knows in his mind where that is. Yeah, uh, I will if I if I get a, around yeah. to watching that. So we send the remaining crew members back to headquarters, and the doctor says, "Just make sure you're loud." And they're oh, like, "Oh yeah," they're like, "Don't worry." <laughs> and we have the doctor sitting in his office, mm-hmm. uh, playing with the yo-yo, the return of the yo-yo, which is nice. Return of the glasses. And the return of the glasses, and he's just... Which I presume are the Sonic ones. I would assume they are, too. I mean, I feel like we heard him using them in the in the pilot or something oh, similar. We're in, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Nardle's laying down the law to the Doctor. And he's basically saying, you know, we need, we need to stay here. You took an oath. What if our friend finds out? that you were off world and you're not guarding the door. And he, te- Nardo says, look at me. And <laughs> the doctor says, I can't. <laughs> and he keeps going. And I'm, and at this point I go, Oh, uh, really? And he says, <laughs> he says, look at me again. And he says, he says, Nardo, I can't look at you. I can't look at anyone ever again. 
And it turns out that his eyes, he's still blind. And that is how the episode ends. Yeah. A little soap opera-y ending. A little bit. and A little. I'm, I'm seeing that the Moth has written the next episode. Yes. So I assume he, he and Matheson had a little chat. Oh, they probably did. And I don't, I don't know, Taylor. I don't, I'm not a huge, I, I, if this goes on for the rest of the season, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. See now, now we're stuck at a point of speculation. I, I can't see it going on for the rest of the season. That would be, it's too that much. That would be kind of crazy. It is. Now, if, and, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, so yeah. Moffat's written the next episode, and in the next episode, I don't think this is spoilers. This is part of the synopsis. It's out there, people, but be warned. Um, there is, you know, some special book that the Vatican has that if you read it, you end up taking your own life. It's like the Ring, but you know, the Vatican's old school, so they don't have VHS tapes. Yes, um, something like that. So. Obviously, here's a situation where he can probably do something about it, but he's unable to read it because he's blind, so he can't die. Right. Um, or regenerate or whichever. Now, in the various trailers, we've also seen a scene in which he appears to start to regenerate. Yes. And by, I will say, the collective hive mind of the Internet's best guess, um, which being the internet, take it with a big pinch of salt, um, may very well be the episode after that called The Pyramid at the End of the World, which is possibly one of the best titles I've ever heard. <laughs> um, at, at which point I know that I've seen scenes, I don't know why I keep saying that, from that episode where he's wearing the sunglasses still. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go on a very weak theory that uh maybe something starts to fire up and even though let's let's just go all crazy go nuts and say that for some reason this regeneration process i don't know he's able to hold it off or keep it down like acid reflux i don't know zantax involved but he, <laughs> he is able to stave it off for the rest of the season but because that energy is flowing he will get his eyesight back because it's like he's starting to renew so it's like oh well this is your most damaged part let's start there do you know it'd be amazing uh, if uh, probably everything that you come up with and nothing that i come up with wow well i'm not saying that i come up with bad stuff but i'm just going like the safe route i'm like here's what i think is going to happen and you go let's go with a bonkers idea well it's Boom. not it's not really a bonkers idea as as it would be a more subtle thing as his eyes are a different color oh. Right. Yes. Stick Capaldi in a in a in a pair of colored contact lenses for the rest of the season. Yes. Yes, that would be brilliant. That would be great if it, if it runs down that path. Absolutely, I support that idea because that will speak volumes to the audience. That would be very. That'd be interesting. See, I man, I don't know. I feel I feel like if this episode was the first episode of a two parter, I would be totally down with this. But right, because it would all get solved in the next part. Is Extremis is that a two parter? No, Extremis is the first part of the. Well, I think what do they call it? The Truth Monk trilogy. 
Oh, okay. Oh, it's so it's three a three-parter. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, you all ready for this? That's kind of why I'm a little, I'm a little eh on this because I'm sure, I'm sure this. I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. Whatever they do, I, I, I'm trying to stay optimistic because at the end of this episode, I went, oh boy, he has to read a thing, but he can't read it, and he's not telling Bill that he's blind and. I don't know. I was just very, I was left with a very, and this is the reason why I didn't, I was like, I'm not even going to rewatch this episode, <laughs> but I liked the episode. I thought it was very good, but I just, Oh, absolutely. I just, I'm looking forward now and I just don't, I don't like it. I'll just come out and say it. No, I absolutely get it. It's the doctor, our hero. It's our superhero. And, and, and he is, <sighs> Do, do I do I say this? I, I want to say this, and I want to be sensitive at the same time. He's disabled. Yes, his abilities, his faculties are are handicapped in a way. And I say that with all the respect in the world for everyone out there who deals with that stuff on a daily basis. You guys are all amazing. And, yes, you know, um, and and we don't want to see him in a position where he is uh, hobbled in this way, so to speak. Right. Um, and, and, and I get it, because this is the kind of thing that, let's be honest, this is the kind of thing that soap operas throw out there to create a moment of drama and then, you know, magically gets fixed or something like that. It is it is a trope. It is something that people who, like us, who watch a lot of stuff are cautious of because it can more often than not be done really poorly. Right. But then, again, on, on the other hand, it this is... It, this is such a Moffat thing to do where it's <laughs> yes. where it's he asks the question, what hap- what would happen if th- if this happened to the doctor, how would he react to it? Because, I mean, technically, we've already kind of done this where Tenet loses the loses his hand, but he's in the mm-hmm. he's at the beginning of he's still in the middle of his regeneration cycle. So he can just right. make another hand. Exactly. 12 doesn't have the luxury of that. So it's, it, it is, it is interesting. It's new. It's something we haven't tackled in Dr. Who before. So, I mean, that's great. But like I said, this, this is the end of a, of a, you know, a one-off episode that goes into a Mm three-parter. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do. I just, apparently my first reaction was, oh, I, I don't like this at all. I totally get it, and I I'm naturally curious to see where they go with it, and I'm keeping the faith because season ten has been so good. Oh, so absolutely, far. absolutely. And I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that you know if it's something that's resolved in the next episode, you know Moffat worked with Matheson, they penned it out, they planned it out. If it's something that rolls into episode seven, I have I have no doubt. That, you know, there were meetings to be like, okay, here's what I'm doing in this episode. So he's got to have this, you know, let's hash this out. Now, did Moffat write the next episode? Moffat wrote six. He wrote Extremist. I know, but did he write seven? No. Oh, boy. Who wrote seven? Oh, boy. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot. Look that I, up. I'm sorry. I got um, it. I got it. Don't worry. You got it? I'm going to get it. I'll get it for you right now. Uh, let's see here. I know when I hear it, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so-and-so. Because um, I want to say it's Peter Harness. It's Peter Harness and Moffat. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then... Oh, that's right. They wrote it together. That's yes. Right. Okay. Moffat is in it. 
Yes. So yeah, there and you one go. One after that, the lie of the land. Lie of the land. Yes, Toby Whit- Whithouse. That's right. So that's right. <clears throat> I mean, we will, we will see. I guess we will. And I, I just would like to reiterate that I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Just the 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 last scene and where we're going with it. If it goes on too long, I might be sad. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to at least you know go out on a on a happier thought you know it's, it's bill's line of like well what happens if i throw up in my suit <laughs> Nardole goes oh you'll see colors and smells right then i'll throw up in my suit yes that oh, man <laughs> the dialogue this episode is yes the really dialogue is very very good i just yes i'm thoroughly enjoying this season and i will still state that i think this this season so far has uh, topped season nine I'm I'm inclined to agree. I almost I was funny because I was thinking about that today because I had this feeling you would ask me, um, and because I really I really trumpeted you know season nine as the best yet and yeah I, I I think so far I mean not to say that season nine didn't have great stories by comparison it really did I think but I I do think that on so far we are on we're on par two match or surpass that there you have it i i am inclined to agree to agree with that so next time do we have anything else before we uh, wrap up uh gosh i'm trying to think um you know i, I i'm looking at my notes and i'm like just i've just got like bits of dialogue do people ever hit you only when i'm talking yes that was great i have uh, that written down as well you know and we didn't we didn't really talk about the whole um uh idea that that the doctor was getting across is that you know you don't see the what the true face of the universe until it's like asking for help yes or something like that and then and then you know what matters is how we respond to it exactly something like that just good stuff it totally good stuff i mean peter capaldi was just at um what was it wizard world in minneapolis i think last weekend um and i can totally see and you know god willing that as he uh goes on after doctor who that he will do conventions and stuff i can see people being like could you just recite this speech again (laughs) because he does say them so well i wonder if our good friends at gallifrey one will just try to pull pull the ace out of their sleeve and get capaldi for next year god that that would be I, i i'd be happy with seven but you know you get 12 i will lose my collective mind that would be insane if they just were like well we got him fresh off (laughs) here he is that would that would be bonkers yeah that would be absolutely insane so all right so next time there you go extremists starring everyone we already know and love plus likely some new people wow look at that (laughs) and and we we didn't even mention in the next time we get the glimpse of uh missy yes a very think, blip on the radar. I want to say that's a diversion. You're gonna you say what? I, I want to say that that that's a diversion. I, I I think that trailer is totally set up to be like, look who's in the vault. It's Misty, and I'm like, mm. I'm still I'm still holding out that it's something else. I'm gonna assume I'm it's something wrong. else. It seems like a Moffat thing to do. Yes, it does. Uh, it was written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Daniel Netheim. 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 I was trying to say like Bethlehem. That was weird. Ooh, yeah, no, that throws a whole extra syllable in there. Yeah, that's a lot more stuff. He di- also directed the Zygon two-parter from last season. So saddle up, partners. 
I don't know what that was. That's, I liked it. Let's run with that. Uh, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Look for that Gallifrey in writing and rate and review us as well. Um, our numbers have been up. So if you're new, hello. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, and head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Podcastica shirts. We have buttons, mugs. Uh, I think that's it. There might be some other stuff up there. Honestly, I haven't looked at the store in a while. We're <laughs> honest about it. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, check out the Y-Axes. They do our music, and they have always been good to us, so we should be good to them. You can follow them on Twitter at the Y-Axes. You can like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Check them out on Bandcamp, theyaxes.bandcamp.com, and they're also on Spotify. And that is it for episode 91 of Podcastica. Join us again next week for The Extremists, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. And check them out on Bandcamp. Bank. Oop. Nope. Oh, now I have to do an edit. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll, I'll know where it is. It's the only one. <laughs>